everybody. Here's an experimental new show for the podcast channel. About a month ago, I started recording a new weekly thing on the YouTube channel. I call it Rotto Recaps. And I put it up every Sunday, and it's basically a 10 to 15 minute long quickie video I do where I let everybody know what new videos went up on the channel over the preceding week, and also what cool new board game videos I found that weren't on my channel so that I could you know, give out props and try to draw people's eyes to channels they might not have discovered but maybe would enjoy. So I'm really enjoying that. And then there's a third element of this recap show where I tell people about the new games that I have discovered. Usually things that are coming up in weeks or sometimes even years in the future, but uh, I'm always doing research on BoardGameGeek, always finding out about new games. And many, 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 many years ago when the podcast the main podcast first started out, I had a regular section where I would tell people about all the cool new games I discovered. And I eventually stopped doing that when we switched over to the full-time Q&A thing. And now I'm doing it. And so it strikes me, I should bring it back to you listeners in case you're not on YouTube, but you would like to hear about cool new games. So, like I said, folks, this is an experiment. I don't know if there's going to be any interest for it. If this were on YouTube, I'd say, let me know down in the comments or like and you know give it thumbs and all that, but you can't do that on a podcast. So I guess I'll just check to see if this gets much in the way of listeners because I can see those stats. But here's what you're about to hear. The first four episodes of the Rotto Recap, which I think is going to be, what is it? I think 22 or 23 specific games I have discovered and uh, put on my wish list over the last month. And if you like it, folks, if people are listening to this, I'll probably do this every two weeks that I'll give you another one of these little blasts that's just a nice, quick aperitif uh, that appears in between all the regular stuff on the podcast channel. Okay, sound good? Remember, folks, this is just excerpts from four different videos, so the jumps between them might be a little jarring, but here, you're just wanting to hear about the games, right? Then let's go. Okay. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Now, let's recap the games that got me very, very excited that will be coming somewhere down the road. Now, I'm going to do this in countdown format, starting with number six on the list, Dream World, an unconscious mind card game. And now, I covered the unconscious mind when it was um, crowdfunding last year, and I'm very excited about the big box, but it looks like um, this is a simple little fast-playing card game from designer Johnny Pack, one of my new favorites, where they took all the amazing art from Andrew Vosley and Vincent Dutre and turned it into what sounds like a very, very cool, fun, fast-playing, uh, you know, lightweight card game that I am definitely looking forward to checking out. So that was number six. Number five is Captain Flip, and unfortunately there's no pictures of it. Why am I interested in this game where you hoist your flag, recruit a colorful crew, and earn as many gold coins as you can? Okay, so we're pirates, I guess. 
It's the designers. Paolo Mori teaming up with Remo Aconzatori. Remo Aconzatori was the co-designer on one of my top 10 games of last year, Rise. Paolo Mori is one of the most respected designers in the industry. And man, I was recently blown away by his new game, Archaeos Society, but everybody loves Libertalia and Ethnos and all that. So these two working together, that's something exciting. Even if it is a very simple little lightweight family push-your-luck game, um, these two guys who are norm known for bigger, more bombastic, heavy, crunchy stuff. I really look forward to seeing what they do for Captain Flip. Uh, number four, Roll Camera, Story Pack, X-Men's movie. Everybody knows I love Roll Camera so much, and I'm so happy to see more content coming. This is a tiny little expansion. I think it's about 40 cards that lets you start making Christmas movies in addition to everything else. And I just love Roll Camera so much. I'm happy to see it surviving. Uh, let's see. Then number three, oh, Footprints. This is another one that draws me in because of the uh, pedigree. Eilis Vincent, uh, Osmond uh, Svensson um, and uh, Gear Andre Volklist. I didn't notice that, but uh, Ilef and Osmond, I've really enjoyed a lot of their games. Uh, and you know, basically everything they're doing with their new publisher, Chili Fox, is really, really great. So um, I believe this was a um, was it a roll and write? No, I don't remember much specifics because I didn't need to. It looks like it's a tile laying game set in Neolithic times. That's all wonderful. I just am here for the designers because they are one of the best teams out there. Number two on the list is Firefighters on Duty. Oh my gosh, this blew me away. It came out of nowhere. This is a sequel from the same designers as Project Elite, which is maybe the greatest real-time board game of all time. And the only problem with Project Elite is it's set in kind of a James Cameron's Aliens type environment, which is a real turnoff for my wife. Now they're taking that design and repurposing it into making it modern-day firefighters putting out fire cooperatively in real-time using the Project Elite system. Project Elite is in my top 50 games of all time. Will Firefighters on Duty eclipse it? It might. I can't wait to learn more about this. And the number one thing that got me most excited is not on Board Game Geek yet, folks, but links for everything I'm talking about is down in the show notes. If you want to go find out more, including the number one, Marrakesh, Camels and Nomads. It, I'm not done talking about Feld. Uh, Marrakesh, Jen and I have fallen even harder in love with it, with the Essential Edition. And so there's now an expansion coming that, if I recall correctly, adds six new modules to the game and a solo mode. That's a picture of the solo player board right Right there. More Marrakesh is a good thing in my book, so I am super duper stoked about that. And that is it, folks. Wait, no, I forgot, didn't I? I was going to give you a countdown of uh, the five coolest new games I found this week. So let's get to that, starting with number five on the list, Nature. I'm excited about this. This is the latest iteration of the long-running Evolution series of games, and this one promises, there's not really much to see yet, but they promise a gentler, kinder, dog-eat-dog -dog game, which is kind of nice, but I'm more interesting the fact that they are now finally putting solo mode in the box to begin with, which means they must be one step away from co-op. That is what I'm hoping for, and I look forward to hearing more about nature. Number four was Mecha Dream from publisher Blue Orange Games. I have to admit, I like Blue Orange. They do fantastic productions, but they always do lightweight, family-friendly games. But when I was doing the uh, Gen Con uh, video I mentioned earlier, I took a look at this great little how-to-play video from Oliver East. He did a wonderful job and demonstrated to me, this 
this is much crunchier. There is a lot more going on in this uh, worker placement uh, conveyor belt um, creating dreams for robots simulation. And I'm really impressed. I want to see what happens when Blue Orange Games does heavier stuff. So number four is Mecha Dream. Number three is Critter Kitchen. Not much to show here other than the publisher. It's Cardboard Alchemy. You know, the Flamecraft people. I expect this is going to be their next big breakthrough hit, and I'm really excited about it because I love simultaneous worker placement. And this kind of sounds like a lighter, more, um, you know, uh, uh, gateway-ish version of the simultaneous worker placement that you get in one of my favorites of all time, Dungeon Pets. So I'm really excited to see that. Number two is Path of Civilization, which I've got a couple of main reasons I want to check it out. One, I love civilization games that feature military conflict that isn't all about beating each other up. There's no board in here. This is a kind of abstracted where we're just playing cards to build up our civilization throughout the ages. There is military, but that's more about just trying to achieve, uh, to hit achievements and score extra points and bonuses and whatnot. Uh, so I love um, civilization games where I'm not having to beat up Jen. That is always great. Uh, but more importantly, maybe, this is from Fabian Gridell, one of the designers of um, a huge hit last year, Turing Machine. So if this is his follow-up, I've got to check it out, which is why it comes in at number two, Path of Civilization. Um, simultaneous play as well. I love simultaneous play. Yay! But the number one most exciting game I learned and put on high on my wish list is Nucleum. This is a uh, new heavy crunchy game from Borden dice. They are currently the king of heavy crunchy euros. And uh, it is about the early days of the nuclear industry, uh, a, a history I've never heard of, and I'm looking forward to learning more. But it is also from a design super team, Simone Luciani and Dave Turchi. The, I talk about uh, you know a powerhouse duo. Simone Luciani has to be my favorite of the Italian group of board game heavy euro designers out there. Dave Turchi, you know, touches everything he touches, turns to gold. And this this looks like a big um, uh, Euro with a lot of moving parts. It's kind of what we hope for from Board and Dice, so I am very excited about that. Some good stuff coming, folks. Right, so where is my button? There we go. Boom. Uh, number six, Mind Space. Uh, this is actually a remake of an older uh, uh, roll and write game. And uh, there's no pictures of the new one, Mind Space, but I think there were some pictures of the older games. Let me just go ahead and show it. It is a roll and write all about trying to find harmony within your mind, doing roll and write style polyominoes. The different sections represent the different sections of your brain and different emotional states that you're trying to balance. And I love everything about this. This. I love rolling rights. I love games that you know evaluate our um, you know our, our, our psychological inner space. So I'm excited for this one. Um, let's see. Then uh, there is Spellbloom. And I, I had a hard time getting a sense of what was in this game, other than the fact that the thing that really caught my attention was it was from the designer um, Alexandros. Uh, Kapadakis, Alexandros, who you might not have heard of, but a few years ago, many years ago now, he was a designer on Motion Pictures, uh, the, what was it called? Motion Pictures, Movies Out of Cardboard, and this game was fan-freaking-tastic. It really slipped under the radar. I think very few people ever saw it. Um, and so I'm glad to see Alexandros back doing, um, what is this, uh, dice wrong? Oh yeah, there's one other thing about it. The it, it, it had this line, you roll dice that are used as both 
both the price of the resources you're getting and the resources themselves. I don't know what that means, but again, based on his previous designs, I am definitely interested in Spellbloom. Then there was Dorfromantic Das Duel. Uh, Dorfromantic, I totally get why it won the Spiel des Jahres. I think it was a very, very worthy winner. And now, uh, this is available. Interestingly, this can work as an expansion for Dorfromantic, the cooperative game. The uh, new stuff that's in here, you can put into your old one. But it also works as a standalone two-player head-to-head competitive game. Um, and so I'm really interested in seeing how that works. Oh, but folks, let me tell you about the next one. Manifest Destiny from Jay Cormier and Senfun Lim, an amazing design duo. This game asks the question, what if Lewis and Clark, um, you know, working with Sacagawea and the other indigenous people of North America, weren't just trying to find... Um, you know, the far ends of the country, but we're actually out there hunting and killing terrifying monsters um, using deduction and all kinds of stuff. There's no pictures at all other than the box cover, although to be fair, the box cover looks really, really great. Um, I'm excited for this because I'm really intrigued by the concept, and I think Jay and um, and Sen are an amazing design team. Their last collaboration really blew up. It was a mind management. Everybody loved that. I thought it was maybe the greatest hidden movement game of all time, so I'm very excited about their next thing, Manifest Destiny, the game of cryptic exploration. But I'm even more excited about Discordia Magna. Discordia is a phenomenal game. I think it just missed my top 10 for the year it came out. Uh, it is a, uh, what do you call it, a dice drafting game. Oh, not really much pictures of the new stuff. You can check out my run-through of the original Dice Drafter, where it's a game, as much as anything else, about trying to make the lives of your followers better by finding employment for everybody. Really, really sharp, unique game. And I'm very excited it's getting an expansion. But my number one most anticipated, folks, has to be Stupor Mundi uh, from Quinn Games and designer Nestor Mangone. Nestor almost always works with other designers. I don't know if I've ever seen him doing a, a published design on his own. So I'm excited for that reason, so I can really see what he is all about. But more importantly, uh, there's no pictures of it right now, but this game is playable in alpha form right now on Board Game Arena. And because of that, there was a rulebook available for it. So I just spent the last 15 minutes looking at the rulebook of this really... It looks like a very in-depth deck builder with so many cool ideas going on, including the idea that when you do certain actions, that makes the king of the land um, put out edicts that fundamentally change the rules of the game as you go in predictable ways that you have to take advantage of. This looks fan-freaking-tastic, and I'm very excited for Stuper Mundi, which I'm sure will be at Essen Spiel. And that is it, folks. But that is not all. Because now we are going to talk about what is it? I think one, two, three, four, five, five and a half new games that I discovered that are coming soon or sometimes coming in the far future, but all sound really, really cool. Where is my button for that? Here we go. We are starting with number five, um, Orléans the Plague. I thought we were done with Orléans expansions, but there is a new one coming, and I am very excited about this. There's no pictures or anything, unfortunately. I'm sure this will be at Essen Spiel, and it adds um, new plague-based events, and a new uh, playable uh, token, the uh, Plague Doctor. But what's most interesting is, as more people succumb to the plague, you end up having to throw um, you know, plague-ridden people in your bag, which slows you down and clogs up your bag building, which sounds really, really cool. And I'm very excited to get some new Orléans experience. My only worry is, as somebody asked down here, and there's no answer yet, the Geek Up Bits. 
I don't know if I can go back to pulling cardboard out of my bags. Board Game Geek, uh, Scott Alden, please confirm that there will be new upgraded versions of the uh, of the new player pieces. I'm uh, that's what will push it over the top for me. And I said this was uh, you know this is maybe like five and a half because it's kind of tied. There was also the Cathedral of Orleans. I wasn't going to put this on my list. I actually don't have it as a uh, like to have. I've got thinking about it. I love Orleans. I'm interested to see them doing something completely new and different. This is not an expansion. This is a standalone spin-off game that looks quite nice, but the description goes into a lot of detail about how it's for families and kids, and maybe it's going to be a little bit too lightweight for me and Jen, so I'm not quite sure. Um, there, you know, In addition to the five I'm talking about, there's always at least a half dozen more that go into the uh, thinking about it. This was one of them. Um, but really, it's Orléans the Plague that I'm interested in, provided we get those Board Game Geek upgra- up- up- upgrades. Okay, then we've got number four, Colosseum Ave Titus. Um, they've got the band back together, the uh, creators of the original Colosseum, one of the all-time modern greats, um, is now being picked up, but it's it's not from, what was it, Days of Wonder originally? It's from Fantasia Games. You know, the... Uh, Oh, what do you call it? Uh, Endless Winter People. So they're known for amazing production values. And, uh, you know, Coliseum was always a poster child for the one of the greatest production values of all time. Let's see what happens now. Although the important thing is, folks... This is a wholly new game. Inspired, it's set in the same world, uh, you know, same ancient history, but is it's it's a completely different beast than um, the original Colosseum. Uh, in fact, they've got Johnny Pack working on the design for it as well, and that's what gets me really excited. Colosseum that could be played solo or two-player, it's designed from the ground up. I am very interested, which is why it comes in number four. Number three is Pixels and Polygons. And I gotta say, there's no pictures, right? other than the box art, this is a game I have been waiting for for years because it is a heavy, crunchy worker placement euro about the video game development industry. My background, what I did for 20 years, and finally I will get to see that reflected in the type of board game I love to play. So I'm excited. I've been waiting for this forever. I briefly worked on one with uh, Portal Games, actually, but that you know ultimately didn't come to fruition. And so I'm really excited, but not only because of the subject matter, because I've been waiting forever for a crunchy Euro about video game development, but the developer designer, um, Tom Stasiak, he's the guy behind um, Assault on Doom Rock, which is a phenomenal phenomenal series of games. I've always been hugely impressed by Tom's design pedigree, and so I'm so happy to see. I know he's going to bring really cool new ideas to, you know, just crunchy uh, Euro economic simulation about a subject matter that is near and dear to my heart. Not playing video games, but making them. I'm super stoked for this one. I imagine it'll be at Essence Spiel. There's not much information yet. It just went up on Board Game Geek a couple of days ago. Breaking news, everyone. Okay, number two... Boon Lake Artifacts. Uh, this is an expansion to Boon Lake. Uh, unfortunately, no pictures again, which is kind of one of almost criminally overlooked more recent design from design superstar Alexander Fister. I love everything he does, and I think this is one of his best. And so I'm, there, there's almost no description of anything what's in here, but I don't care. I'm here for it. The Action selection um, in uh, in Boon Lake is second to none. It was such a smart design. And more Boon Lake content? Yes, please. Let's check out Boon Lake artifacts at Essen. But the number one is Alexander Fister as well. The Pirates of Maracaibo. Um, 
And he looks like he's working with a couple of co-designers. That's very cool. Again, there is nothing here other than box art, unfortunately. But here's the deal, folks. This is not Maracaibo 2. Uh, this is a new game set in the Caribbean. It focuses a lot less on privateering, which was the original Maracaibo, and more on just the life of you know Jolly Rogers and pirates and burying treasure and our matey type stuff. Um, it sounds like it takes the core Rondell idea from the original Maracaibo, but there's no board. It's a card game. And the cards are laid out to indicate the um, rondelle that you're going to travel around. And when you uh, come to port in someplace, you can snag that card if you get there first, and then it's replaced by something else that other people can get later on. Anything from Fister these days gets an instant must-play for me. Maracaibo is his greatest design ever. And so, revisiting that for a completely new design... Who wouldn't be excited about that, folks? Uh, that is why Pirates of Maracaibo definitely makes my list. And that's it. Fun, right? There's some cool stuff. And that's it, folks. I have now given you the excerpts. And if you like it, as evidenced by the fact that you actually listened to it, because uh, I don't really have another way to tell, then I'll be back two weeks from now with another one that won't, they'll probably be only half as long as this, probably talking about 10 or 15 new games instead of this big longer one. So hopefully you enjoyed, hopefully you're having a grand old time wherever you are, whatever it is you're doing. And thanks for listening. Have a nice day. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, bye bye